All right, Adam, do you want to ring us in? Am I killing your buzz? My wife wants to know. She thinks I'm killing your buzz. No, I, oh. I think this is good for you, John. No, yeah. You're the hooligan of the last session. Yeah, no shit. This is great. I'm fucking loving this. No, that, no, yeah, for sure. So everybody can see this planet right here? Welcome to Tales of the Outer Rim, starting a new campaign here that I have titled Stranger Skies. This will be taking place in the early, early years of the... Zach, is it the New Republic or is the Old Republic? This would be the... God damn it, we had this conversation like three times. I, don't I know. Remember. I don't remember. I think it's the Old Republic. I believe this is the either the beginning of the Old Republic or the beginning of the Galactic. So I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Cool. Sorry, that's my bad. I forgot to look that up. Checkbox for mistake. Yep. Fucking sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean. To, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's your nearly eval. My bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so for those of you that don't know, the end of the last Sith War was kind of that happened on the coattails of. We could say like two or three galactic wars. The right before that was the Mandalorian Wars, where the Mandalorians, before their planet got destroyed, went on this giant crusade, basically destroying everything in their path. And that was all prompted by the Sith, who had had prompted the whole thing in a, in the hopes that it would destabilize the Empire so they could invade, which it did. And they did. But they were thrown back, and now we're about 100 years afterwards, where there is a new Galactic Republic forming, but everything is in chaos still. And everybody's rebuilding, but the rebuilding effort is going slowly due to everyone needing to be rebuilt. I have a little intro, so forgive me for a little reading here as soon as I find it. Here we go. So the galaxy has known nothing but war for centuries. For the better part of a millennia, the galaxy has been at war with itself. First with the Mandalorian Conquest, then the Fourth Sith Wars that resulted in nearly the complete destruction of the Jedi and the Republic alike. In the wake of these wars, hundreds of thousands of worlds were destroyed, and without a cohesive Republic to defend them, they find themselves open raiders and looters alike. However, with all the apparent threats gone, new powers are beginning to take place where old ones once were. With that little bit of a setting done, we're going to join this party. We've got our crew. Uh, does everybody want to introduce themselves? Hey, my name's Ben. I'm playing Neb Synod. What is Neb Synod? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Neb Synod. He is a Lotharian. His home planet was destroyed. And he's one of the only survivors left. His wife and child were destroyed, so he's kind of out for, like, vengeance to seek out the one that killed his family and his home planet. Okay. That was good. What's your class What's your class and specialization, or career specialization? My career specialization, I'm a bounty hunter and a skip tracer. Cool. Nice. Who wants to go next? 
I'm Zach. You may know me as former GM, not former GM, the current GM. Well, the GM of you our main campaign. Not a current GM. Okay, well, the former. I am the GM of the the regular main campaign. I will be playing Hesnet Farwater or Hez and Amaran. Amaran. Uh, it, it's a species that existed in Legends and is no longer canon. They're fox people, but instead of being regular red and white or whatnot with the little black snoots or whatnot he is a black fox with where there would be like on the tip of the ears is red and the tip of his tail is red his little paws are red but he's basically a black and red fox he's like if rocket had a really bad hair dye job (laughs) yeah technician outlaw tech so I'm a, I'm a tinkerer gadgeteer. He's really eccentric. He loves shiny things. All about that shiny stuff. And generally has a cheerful disposition, but uh, kind of a kleptomaniac also. So, And if I can interrupt real quick, I'm sorry. I think I said I was a Lotharian, and I lied. I'm a Thelothian. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry that's about fine. that. And that's the people that have, like, the, uh, like... Not tentacles on their head, but they're right. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it could be like hair or something, or yeah, like little teardrops. The Lothians have like tendrils, but they're not tendrils. They're like, all right, sorry, go on. No, you're good. While they're doing that, I will introduce myself. I am Everett, and I am playing Orsh Li Tuong. I am a Mandalorian human. I was raised by Trandoshans, hence my non non-formal Mandalorian name. I have been exiled by all Mandalorian tribes after basically relinquishing my life to not be able to take the life of another's. I'm basically a giant big teddy bear who likes shiny things also, but I like making things from them. And I'm basically like a restoration YouTube channel. I find <laughs> trinkets, I I make them new again, and I either sell them or I keep them. But recently, I have found myself in the employ of somebody who does not grant me the luxury of being able to keep such items. So I have basically exiled my life previously due to circumstances that will be relayed further on in the story. I am a hired gun demolitionist. I don't blow people up and I don't shoot people. I don't kill people, but I like to blow stuff up like, you know, houses and bridges and, (laughs) you know, basically whatever doesn't have like sustainable life on it and doesn't need to exist anymore. I will blow it up and I enjoy doing that. If it's salvageable and too big and we need it broken up in a hurry. I have a teddy bear that I covet. Nobody else knows why. Nice. John, what is your character? I feel like I feel like you changed your character's name too, John. I did. Yeah. Unacceptable. I didn't want any copyright infringement. Situation. Yeah, <laughs> I did it too with Daniel. I was looking at it and I was like, I have the picture and the name. It's probably <laughs> too direct. <laughs> uh, Disney would just send you an email saying, really? It would be probably the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. I bet they hold the rights now. Which would be like Time Warner. Anyway, John, who who are you and who are you or who are you playing? And what is their class? My name is John. I'm playing <laughs> Captain Torcott. You can call me Torque for short. I am a Tong, OG Mandalorian. 
little backstory. Family was attacked by rabid dogs. <laughs> Sounds like they're being attacked again right now. Where was I? Oh, to go along with Adam's backstory a little bit. In the Sith Wars, my clan or family died. So I'm crossing the galaxy in search of a new clan, family, group of wanderers. Tong are known for nomadic traveling. So I'm looking for some jobs and a new clan. Sweet. Cool. And that leads me into why John, uh, Captain Torque and Orsh are now friends is though I have been exiled, I miss my life and I miss my Mandalorian family and I wish to basically renew myself in their eyes, but I don't know how to do that. I believe in my heart. I don't know if Captain Torque gives a shit, but I believe in my heart that he will lead me to some way of being able to redeem myself and or I guess die probably. <laughs> die <trip. laughs> All right. Okay, so now that we've got everyone introduced, I have one more thing I want to ask you guys. So, Zach and Ben, we did a little bit of a we did a uh, kind of a prequel mission. Uh, do you guys want to talk about what happened on that? Oh, fuck! Now I'm the person that has to remember things. I was going to say, I remember we were on a ship, and yeah. we were looking around the There hallways. were, like, statues and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't really see the statue. I was blind. I put on a dusty vest. I remember I had a note here that said, don't forget dusty vest. Oh, I forgot about that. So, so I have no sleeves right now. I have my sleeveless blue jumpsuit, mechanics jumpsuit, and then this, this dusty vest. And... I think there was something shiny that I grabbed, but I don't recall. You grabbed a small statue. Not a small statue, that's right. Okay. I mean, why wouldn't I? And then after yeah. that, we made after you got the vest and the statue, we made it to the bridge, and then we fought something, we, didn't we? Wasn't there something? Yeah, shiny? on the way, on the way back, on the way yeah. out of the bridge, we fought something. I can't remember what it was. Well, you don't really know what it was. It was oh, a, okay. It looked like a giant, like robot, a weird robot where like where it's like where it's processing chip like its brain would be there was a giant like green vat i guess not vat but jar you couldn't quite tell what it was nor did you really stick around to figure it out either because it was trying to kill you right yeah the reason that uh orsh was not there is he was still hung over from uh the last uh, bar <laughs> stop we had made so he was sleeping it off on the ship didn't we didn't we kill the thing or did we run away you ran away from it. You locked it out of the room. Yeah. You made a couple of attempts, but it was like Too tearing apart the statues and throwing them at you. Yeah. I have a quick question. Has everybody rolled Destiny? No, nobody no. has. I have. Okay. Oh my god, they're all dark side. So zero five. Well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. there's one. One light. Oh, You're no. welcome. Six dark. Oh shit. We are fucked. Adam was the only one that rolled a light. Oh, my we God. lied the last time we played. <laughs> this is the dark. This is the darkest time. This, this will be pretty dark. So here's the question I want to present to you guys. So we we know that Hez and Neb send you two were on a mission at that ship to acquire a trade log from that ship that you were on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
which I you do did, did sort of acquire. Right. You basically ripped out the the motherboard of the computer. Right. Oh, that's right. We pulled out the memory bank or whatever. Yeah. yeah. John and Everett, what were your characters doing during this time? Everett, you said your guy was hungover. Is that legit? I mean, I, I don't know. Were we? Are we all just starting as if we were, you know, knowing each other on the same, you know, same team already? Or like, yeah. Here's what I'll present: is is that you could have been on that mission, just not with those guys, just on a separate part of the ship. Oh the ship yeah. Okay. Right, right. Because we'd split up. Maybe somebody was getting weapons, some like they yeah. had to get like a cart and move some sort of payload or something. Or an artif or an artifact or something. Yeah. I was gonna say our part of the mission was probably just to get something from the brig the, the bridge and then meet back up with the rest of the team. Probably, yeah. For Torque and Torque and Orsh. Torque and Orsh, the mission was super boring, which is very uncharacteristic of your employer, who is called Jonger, he's a hot. Um, Jonger. Jonger. Oh, Jonger. Kind of like Jorgamondar, the big snake. Jonger the hut. Your bo- your boss had sent you on this ship. There was a bunch. Of, there was multiple wreckages at this place. Multiple teams deployed. I was to say we could just been getting like steel, like a outside hull of ships, like cut up steel, and we were basically just moving like metal back and forth the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're the, you're the scavenger or whatever. That'll work. Normally, Jonger's missions for you are kind of a little more intense. Usually, combat's involved. It's usually pretty dicey, dangerous, whatever you want to call it. This one, nothing happened, really. It was just straight up go in there. There was a big organized effort to salvage this wreck. You didn't hear anything, really, except from these two guys that were talking the whole way back about like how there was these crazy robots that attacked a bunch of people or attacked them but i mean it's that was coming from a tiny fox that talks a lot and hey how's it going yeah and another shit what ben what's your guy again he's a thalothian thalothian you don't know much about those two but the stories just sound like that stories so you guys are coming back to where your bought your employer Jonger is currently at for a little more story setting. I swear I'm almost done here. Jonger is a hut. He works for kind of the local cartels and or not the local cartels, the the hut lords in general. He sets up trade outposts on di- on different planets on the outskirts of the hut empire. It's not really a great job. Not a very how would I put it? Not very lucrative, but but a lot of connections. Maybe not lucrative. It's it's a shit job. Like this is definitely a punishment. This uh, is not a job every many like anyone wants to do. I got you. Mostly because they're out in the sticks the whole time. They have to do whatever anyone tells them to do, and there's not a permanent place to like set up any luxury of any sort. Gotcha. You're, you're setting up a trade outpost, working the whole time, and then you're to the next place. It's kind of unordinary for a couple of reasons. Jonger is. One, he is very old. Two, he is also very good at his job. So it would it's unordinary for a, a hut that old and that good 
to be stuck in this shit job. Yeah, nobody's really asked about it. There's rumors, but nobody, I should say, you guys haven't asked Jonger himself about it. You've also been advised not to ask about it. But there are rumors that this is a punishment for him. Again, nothing can be confirmed because you don't want to cross this guy either. Don't die. I mean, <laughs> you can. Still, this is a pretty... Even though it's a, a crappy job, his ranking would still be pretty high. Okay. Right. He carries a lot of authority where he's in this position, even though it still sucks. All right. So as you guys are coming back from the salvage mission, you come out of hyperspace and you come into full view of the planet you guys have been posted out of or posted off of for the probably last couple, eh, we'll call it a year, year and a half. All right. This planet is called Vothkree. It is a giant volcano planet, basically. Open lava fields everywhere, except for the small few uh, towns. There are local inhabitants, or natives. They're basically like golems. I don't remember what they're called. Anyways, it's inhabited by what these things... These things are basically golems. They start their lives out as... Oh, they're called the Vothkree. Yeah, they're rock people. They start their lives out as like fire elementals until they gain shape and then they turn into like rock golems. And these people are actually really good at trading. And though most people can't live on the planet, they've set up these domed cities that are set that are for they're built on the backs of giant beasts. Couldn't really get a description of what they were. I'm gonna say they're bugs. They're giant bugs with like dome beetles. cities on the back. Yeah. Yeah. There's a species, the Nautil, and they have giant sea turtle cities. Yeah. Right. So this yeah. is the fire version of that. Yeah. There are rumors that you can actually communicate with the the creatures that the cities are built on the backs of. I'm gonna say the cities are all about like like I can like me just me I can like anyone yeah. Oh, like rumors, maybe. I don't know how you would you you don't know how you would go about talking to them. But supposedly it's possible. Nice try. I'm not saying you can't. I just you'd have to try. Okay. As the planet comes into view, you also see Jonger's giant cap. It's not a capital ship. It's Corvette. Yeah, it's a Corvette. <laughs> oh man, guys, here we are. The big Donger. Yep. You can see it in the uh, in drawn in black. It's a large black spaceship. I mean, the ship actually does look like that. I have a picture I'll upload later. It does. But the dog. So the Donger is the unofficial <laughs> name of Jonger's capital ship, where he runs all of the trade operations and everything on. He he carries a setup of stuff that they move from the ship down to the trade outpost that he's founding, and then back on after everything's established and the ruling hut that's going to take be running the place, sets up shop. So he basically comes in, sets up shop. Other person comes in. Takes over the operation. Yep, Jonger gets shuffled off to the next shitty place where he's going. Anyway, so that comes into view, and you see ships. uh, There's quite quite a bit more activity than normal, and you're seeing some ships that maybe, if you hadn't paid attention, like, even if you were observant, they have different markings on them than Jonger's insignia on them so 
you can guess that maybe your time on this planet coming close to being done. So the whole group is on the ship, but you guys aren't really working with each other yet. And you're going to hear this com Hez, Orsh, Torkot, Nebsen, you all report down to the Trade Palace. You know the Trade Palace. You've been there before. So Hez is a silhouette zero. So, and I think what, I think Neb is pretty tall, right? Neb's like, yeah, he's pretty tall. He's like 6'6 six, six or 6'5, six, something like that, and pretty muscular. I throw an elbow at his thigh or his knee or whatever, and I'm like, oh man, I wonder what this is all about. I wonder who those squares are. Let's get uh, let's get moving. I don't know. We better go check it out. I learned the hard way that the longer <laughs> it takes to get to Jonger and get this information, the worse it's going to be for us. So I learned that the hard way. How much worse can it get? You're just gonna hear a horse <laughs> chuckle go <laughs> hard. Let's oh, shit. go. Oh. Are you one of the who are didn't you say Orsh? Uh, all of you. Yeah, all of us. All of we, have to, we all have to report. Yeah. report. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you must be one of the others. I think I've seen you on the ship. Hey, I'm Hez. He puts his little paw out to Orsh. Nepo's going to introduce himself to to Orsh. I mean, haven't we been on the same ship together? Like, yeah, but have you been talking to each other? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to kind of look down at him because Orsh is six foot three and like 320 pounds of just like big teddy bear muscles. So uh, oh, shit. I'm going to look down and I'm going to go, huh, furry rodent. And I'm going to shake your hand. I got my, my red cheek tufts and my, my uh, goggles on my head, my torn off blue jumpsuit with the old dirty gray vest on it. And I'm like, huh, Roden. Well, I mean, not exactly. I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> technically Roden. But I, <laughs> after I shake your hand while you're like arguing with yourself, I'm going to patch your head like a little dog and I'm going to be like, <laughs> Rodent. Oh, well, I'm okay. Uh, I want to try and pickpocket him as he walks past me. Okay. What's... I have anything on me, so yeah, I, there's nothing to get. <laughs> well, you can still check your pockets, though. There's a Kleenex in there that's been used for a couple weeks, so <laughs> feel free to feel free to pick. You have a teddy bear. You have a teddy bear. Mm, would you be carrying that on you? My gun? No. Last thing I want to do is carry... Oh, my teddy bear? No, 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 no. That does not leave its special place. Oh, <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to roll anyway. I'm going to roll That's anyway. totally fair, though. I have talked to him about this beforehand. Adam, set me a difficulty. I want to roll skull, my first Skullduggery check. So Skullduggery would be against what? Probably Perception, because I'm stealing from him. Yeah, let me see what... So this is new for me, anyone that's listening. I haven't ran a game on this game system. So, Hez is a kleptomaniac, but he's a terrible kleptomaniac, and this is why he's in trouble right now. He actually... When the ship was a dot in port somewhere, he wandered aboard and was kind of like taking stuff from Jonger's, Jonger's like palace room or whatever. He didn't know what he, where he was, and he's just like, oh, look at this. That's 17 brapples. Brapples. Sound like a kender. My perception is one yellow and one, one green. green. Yep. Okay, go for it. I think I have it set up right. All right. Yep, I had it set right. Thank you. Oh, no, I didn't. There's a watch. Uh, I gave you two blue. 
Either way, it was, it was a wash. Anyway, yeah. they picked up blank. Complete wash. As stated before, he doesn't have anything. You just stick your pocket in my finger like... Beep, boop, 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 boop. Yep. And because it's a wash, you just got... You didn't really get to, I guess, investigate his pockets. So he, you think he might have something, but because of like how quick you just like slipped your hand in and out. <laughs> no fun and broke. God, what a loser. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know what I mean, Rodent? Don't even have anything in pockets. John, they'll be loading up on Torque ship. So as the group gets close to the the bay of the ship they're on, they'll see an, a higher ranking officer kind of looking at a, a manifest or something on a clipboard, and he'll just kind of he'll glance up for a quick second and go, oh, you guys, yep, you're taking that ship over there. John, what's the name of your ship? That old hunk of junk? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to decide on the name of the ship. You can right now. You're a captain. It's, it is your ship. <laughs> it is tentatively known as the Rust Bucket. <laughs> no pressure but we will be referring to the ship as this from this point forward how about you think about it and the officer instead of actually naming the ship will just nod towards it say so you're going on that one down down planet side wait is there one behind that one no no that one and he's gonna like looks super irritated and kind of point, or he's going to definitely point very, he's going to jab in the air at that ship that we are calling the Rusty Bucket until John comes up with a name for it. Okay. He very clearly gestures towards the ship you're supposed to be getting on. Oh, I throw my hands up in the air. I uh, my, my my I have like a, a tool belt around my <laughs> around my waist and I it starts to fall down and I'm I got a giant wrench hanging from it that's got the name Chuck like etched into the side of it in all capital letters. <laughs> he scoots on over. All right, now let's let's get out of here. I kind of give a little smile and roll my eyes. Okay, let's get going. You hear the officer just give like the most exasperated sigh. He's just like. Does he, go, does he go back to his clipboard? Yes, immediately. Okay, I'm going to try to pickpocket it. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to go for a first day wipe, aren't you? Yeah. No, I mean, he doesn't. Okay, fine. I will. It could be like an average, an easy. You could, if you don't no, have like a... I want a hard. This guy's pissed. Go for it. He's distracted with his clipboard. He does yes! not want to be. Oh, What's shit. Success? You, you find fifty credits. Oh, nice! Well, something for those threats, though. Yeah, what do I? What do I accidentally leave in his pocket or something? But they're, <laughs> oh, they're like red and black fur all over his uniform. So you succeed in stealing it, and he doesn't realize that you've stolen from him. But he kind of feels like you tugging on his pants and turns around and thinks you're just like fucking with him. You're like, all right, get out of here. Come on, get out of here now. Ah! And then he like kind of kicks at you and you take one damage. A damage, <laughs> like, a damage or a strain? A damage? No, you take damage. Yeah, he did one damage to you because well, he kicked you in the face. 
Well, technically, you wouldn't take any wound because um, what's your soak? Yeah, I so said I have two soaks, so he can he can suck a bone. I probably right, just sore take, for a little you take, bit. You take two strain instead, then. All right, I'll accept that. That's more acceptable. I, I as the player, will allow this, Mister G. <laughs> Thank you. Good question: Does my brawn add to my soak? No. Yes. Does it? That's what I thought. I thought for every level of brawn, you got one soak. I don't remember. That's a pretty good thing to know. My brawn is one. Yes, my soak is two. So yeah, my armor. All right, sweet. Because my brawn is four. That's what I dumped most of my XP into. Yeah, and then any armor would increase. Oh, okay. Just kidding. It's five or six. My soak is six. (laughs) Oh my god! Is that really? Yeah, because my so my starting soak is one. My brawn adds my brawn, which no. is four that I used my XP to upgrade, no. adds four more. And right. my, yeah, no, and then my no, 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 armor no, 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 no. adds another soak. No, 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 no. You don't start with one. Your starting soak is your brawn level. Oh, okay. So then it's five. Okay, I was like, he's a tank. That's still I have a four soak. would have been invincible from day one. Then I mean. Five soak starting off is still pretty. That's still pretty OP as fuck. Yeah. Well, I feel better about the. Anyway. Oh God. Go on. No, finish that thought. No. So, <laughs> Torque, as you're sitting here going through your ship's diagnostics, you were flying this ship in the salvage mission, and you hear one familiar voice, which would be God. I got to remember these names. Everett, what's your character? Neb's nope. Orsh. 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 You hear Orsh and two voices that you've heard before, but you don't know who they belong to. Where are you at right now as you're going through your your ship? Didn't you just say I was going through the log? <laughs> could be anywhere. I assume wherever the log is, Captain. Well, I mean, I you could know. probably do it from the bridge or the captain's quarters or like the shipping manifest, like a, a manifest computer in the. Or walking like, around a deck or something. I mean, yeah, as the captain, you might have a, a diagnostic, a, a link, a wireless link to the ship through a data pad or something. Walking around, checking up on your employees. I don't Turning know. Turning knobs, pushing buttons. <laughs> right. You know, what are you doing, Captain? Beep, 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 beep. Are you going to leave a captain's log in your private bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it. Do I named it. the ship, by the way. What is Atten, it? Atten. Oh, Atten, Atten Sorg. Atten Sorg. I like okay. it. Partially Tong and partially Norse. Nice. nice. Hey, uh, Adam, I, I like you make the, can you make the ship go to edit and make it viewable by all or something so I can see I, it? You should oh. be able to see it now. Boom, there it is. There oh, we go. Nice. Nice. This is what it's like when I'm drawing on the board, isn't it? Yeah. so so we've kind of introduced the other characters john what would your character be doing what would your guy be doing after every mission i kind of spoke for you and said you were going through ship diagnostics what would your guy be doing i mean since we didn't actually do anything normally i'd be cleaning my weapons but Gross. I don't know what that meant. Oh my god. Making sure the trigger doesn't go off. So as we walk up on the ship, I'm assuming we could be coming up the docking bay or the the the, like like uh loading ramp in 
I'm assuming the warehouse would be in the loading ramp area, like the 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 the, the loading bay. Yeah, it's all kind of one thing. So I'm just okay. like, oh my god, this is the ship Jogger was talking about with an amazing workshop on it. <laughs> Damn it! You're not on the Jogger. You're no, just no. on like a smaller ship. So and John's ship has my workstation. Oh, that's right. Okay. Right. I right. forgot we talked about that. Yeah. So the whole ship just looks like garbage, and then you just see this like sparkling coming from the corner of the back. There's just this nice workstation. I requested this workstation specifically, but I didn't specify a good ship. I don't think <laughs> John never listens to me. I'm surprised I even got this workshop. Oh my god, let's get on. So my assumption would be like, if I'm the captain of this ship, like I probably got some orders from Jonger. Is that right? the hut so i'm probably like waiting like i know i've got a crew coming so i'm probably just like going over stations just prepping the ship for a crew okay so i probably should have explained this too so jonger's capital ship isn't the only ship he's got kind of like a mini flotilla okay following him you are on a ship that is big enough to have its own hangar bay Okay. That is what you are on. We're on the salvage ship now. Yes. And we need to get from the salvage ship to the the big donger, the higher fit. Higher fit. No, you're gonna go down to the planet. Is where. Yeah, we're you going down to the planet. Know where you're going? Because we got called down to the planet. But John yes. knows where we're going. John knows where he's going. He got while that message went over the intercom. There, he at the same, nearly the same time, got a uh, a data data transfer saying with coordinates on where to go. Okay. So you are on a big ship. John John is on a small ship within a big ship. So you guys are in the hangar bay of this ship going out, and you met somebody. You met a officer in the hangar bay saying, "Hey, there's your ship. That's where you're going." And then I went and got up on that ship and saw the awesome workshop. Yes. So we did not arrive on this ship. John came in on the ship. We were just... John's ship is on the ship you're on. You're in a big ship. So we're all on the big ship. You and I were doing one part, and they were doing another part. So we, your first actual interaction with them was as you were walking to report to Jonger. There's a big ship, and like the Millennium Falcon inside a Star Destroyer, like yes. that kind of shit. Like we are go, we are we are leaving the Star Destroyer by getting onto the Millennium Falcon and leaving, kind of. Yeah. But, but I came in with John on the Millennium Falcon. Why did yeah. I get off in the first place? I don't know. You, you probably me. were in the mess hall, the big ship. <laughs> we were separated. I was prepping the ship for our next thing. Okay, so you all get onto that ship then. All right, we are on John's ship, the Atensorg. Yeah, right. The Atensorg. Okay. Eaton Sourg. Weird. I don't know what that means. John just smacks this little rat upside the head. Yeah, I'm like leaving it in your guys' hands now. Like, do you fly down the planet? What do you do? You look important. Hi, you must be the captain. I am Heads. Heads, report to me your situation. What do you do? Oh, I'm a mechanic, a tinkerer. I give me that gun, and I can make it do some real cool stuff. So I assume I met you guys at the ramp. So I'll take you to your station first. Ooh, 
you mean it's all for me? <laughs> this is your area. Keep it clean. <laughs> Run okay. a tight ship. It's good to meet you, Hez. Welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. And Jess goes straight to the workstation. Starts digging through the scrap bins and stuff. I'm like, ooh, look at that. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll step up next. My name's Neb Synod. Nice to meet you, sir. I'm a skip tracer. What is a skip tracer? Yeah, so the skibs are those like tracking discs that they get for their bounties, right? Actually, maybe. Yeah, so like when when the, when the first Mandalorian started, like the show, that little disc right. he got that had yes. Grogu's yeah. information on it, they basically make those for all of the other Mandalorians. Huh. Right. Well, for all bounty hunters, basically. The bounty well, hunters yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Good Sorry, you, Neb. I'm going to make you Master of Arms. Okay. Here's your section. Thank you, sir. For now. <laughs> Let me know if you need to do something else. Yes, sir. Let me know if you need anything else. Right on. Or <laughs> should I assume we're friendly enough that you are my first mate, basically? Yeah, I'm probably going to walk in and be like, hey, do you refill the fridge? Because I'm kind of thirsty if you get my drift. Do we have, like, someone with actual piloting skills? Yeah, you're supposed to. I have piloting planetary, and that's it. Because you don't really let me touch the helm when we're in space. I have piloting space. Uh, uh, piloting planetary is like yellow and two green. But my piloting space is three green, because I have three agility. So I have four green piloting. Oh, shit. Planetary, and then for the piloting space, I have a yellow and three green. So oh, my question... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can we... Can we? I'm. I, I meant to ask this on our last arc, but can we do combined roles for planetary space, kind of like a Chewie and Han thing, where they're like you have a you have a captain and then you have like a navigator, like where nice. one person actually rolls the space, but then like they add like a blue die for however many extra shit. Yeah. Neb, you just got upgraded to pilot because I have no piloting skills whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a commander. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know. I mean, does that like entail other things? I need to know. You're just going to make a roll when... Okay. Now, if you... I don't know if Adam's going to get into this because we haven't really explored... Not many people explore the space, the, the piloting side of things. If you get in the core rulebook, there's some like maneuvers and stuff. It, it'll come up eventually, but not for a little bit. So you just pointed everybody positions. Are you going to go down? You're going to hear over the intercom that same officer that the other three. I'm saying, uh, talk, you are clear for takeoff. All right, Neb, do a quick check, and let's go down and see what Jonger wants. All right. So you are just going to roll, we'll just call it, what do we say, planetary? No. No. Planetary would be like speeders. Yeah. Things that can't actually like leave atmosphere. Gotcha. They're, yeah. So they I should are roll restricted space. to the planet. So you should do space. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here I go. Nice. All right. What did I, hold on, what did I get? Three success and one threat. Yeah. It, everything goes pretty smoothly. There's a little bit of chop as you come in and then. As you come close to these, as you come in through the atmosphere, you 
just see this giant landscape of lava and magma and just eruptions everywhere. But across the horizon, you see dotted around these what look like blue domes. As you get closer to the one that's set to the coordinates that you're following to, you get a better look at these domes and they're actually force fields that look like matter can go in and out. You see, as you get closer, actually, you can see some, some smaller ships coming in and out. Do I need to use any maneuvers or anything like that? Or? No, not with the, those successes passed you through that. Okay. You hear, as you start getting closer uh, on approach, you hear a another voice saying, uh, Atensorg, you are cleared to come in on vectors. Oh, shit. I'm not a... Zach, say something airporty. <laughs> <clears throat> you, I don't know, you clear the land at that docking port Besh 37. I don't there know. Docking go. port Besh 37, roger that. Hez comes on the comp. Hey, we're going to the big donner. Where are we? <laughs> he doesn't realize that the comms are still open. The guy goes, uh, big donger? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think only Nev has my comms right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say. If you patch through, the guy would talk to you, but... <laughs> so, you come through as you get closer that you for sure realize that it's a force field. You slip through it. You can kind of feel like a little staticky charge pass through you. Did you feel that, guys? You look over at Hez, and he's just like... His hair's all standing <laughs> on him. <laughs> Looks like a, a puffball. And you come to this landing field. You land down on this landing field, and everything is super green in this area. Which is a huge contrast to the volcanic wasteland that you just kind of passed over. I was going to say, yeah, I thought it was a big volcano, like, almost ready to erupt. Well, the entire planet, so Vothkree is a giant volcanic planet. Right, oh yeah, the picture, yeah, it's big red. Yeah, do you remember remember the fight scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin on uh, Dathomir? That was was Mustafar. Mustafar, Mustafar, sorry. Right, Which, yeah. ironically enough, is what that picture is of. Oh, <laughs> nice. I was going to say. I was going to say, it looks familiar. Star Wars volcanic planet. They brought up Mustafar. Oh, I'm yeah. like, close enough. We'll never know. No, we know. <laughs> we know. So you guys land, and as you land, you hear over the intercom. Well, I don't want to talk. Sorry. It is, I'm trying not to be too railroady. So you land, and I'm assuming you guys get off the ship because there is a uh, there is an officer with Jonger's insignia on his shoulder. You're mm-hmm. assuming he's an officer. He has the look. He is also standing there with a clipboard, looking down at his clipboard instead of staring at where you would expect people to come from. Mm-hmm. This person is standing there looking very annoyed. As if he's waiting for something. I walk right past him. His eye props up, but he does not look away from the clipboard. I just I'll keep stop following. and talk to him. I wonder where the cafeteria is in this place. I'm still on the ship drinking. Hez. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just, we need to get to Jonger as soon as possible. Just relax. The guy at the clipboard looks up at you. Captain Cole, here are the directions. Just in case that you don't know where Lojonga's quarters are at. And he hands you a map of where to go. It's the city's not very big. It's only like like half a square mile. Bit what like 
It's a, it's basically a giant cert dome, but like the dome has a diameter of yeah, half a square mile. Hez climbs up on Neb's back and like peeks over and looks at the map. Oh, you Hez actually know where it's at. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, that's just a map. I mean, we all work for him, right? I thought he was on the big ship, but I didn't realize he's on the planet. So I I just. Oh no, Donger. Jonger is on the planet. Gotcha. I guess you wouldn't know that. Sorry. Ez, how are you with maps? I mean, I have eyes. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. Is, what's the, what's the orientation? I, what is, what would maps be? <laughs> Astro astrogation, probably. I mean, I know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a direct map perception probably it's not very big it's not a very big area right okay yeah, i can <laughs> i get a perception yeah just, <laughs> just go for it yeah, ah! <laughs> what yes, ah! that's a square building right there there's like four roads nice uh-huh. all right has lead the way yeah there's a street name and it matches the sign it's pretty much a straight shot from like going due north from where you're at now. I'm like standing as tall as I can up on Neb's shoulders and I have one hand on his head and the other hand I throw for it and I'm like onward! <laughs> and I I stamp, I stamp my foot on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm just walking. Captain Morgan stance. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. great. He like takes too much force and he just shits his pants. From that <laughs> position you can actually see the quote unquote trade palace that you've heard people talk about. Nice. Well, that looks pretty big. It looks kind of important. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> you lead the way. Jump off his shoulders and start kind of like rubbing my tiny little fox hands together. It's like, hmm, here. I'm kind of wondering where everybody's at at this point. I kind of didn't realize that we had stopped because <laughs> I'm still hungover. I look out the window and see them like walking away with a paper in their hand and a very angry big man standing next to them. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> All of a sudden, Torque hears me over the comms like, hey, Torque, do you want me to like start unloading this shit, or do we need to wait for Zhonger? You're supposed to be with us, aren't you? So we're like... Well, he doesn't know. Yeah. Or yeah. I need you to get ketchup. All right, you said you'd need ketchup from the store. Do you need like mayo or No, ranch I need or... you to catch up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you say me grabbing like the ship keys and shit. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'll be right there. <clears throat> Here. <clears throat> Just chugging a bottle of liquor. My little fox ears perk up. Ketchup? Mayo? Sandwiches? Hey, tell him to bring some for me. That's a great first mate. <laughs> I, I just grab a loaf of bread on the way out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Alright. Alright, so I catch up to him and I'm I'm like just huffing. Like I've still got the half empty bottle of booze in my hand. I'm kind of a little drunk now. <laughs> oh my I was god. Say, how does that feel on your you know what? Let's uh grab the bread from him and start what? like, yeah, that was close enough. Let's have you make a resilience roll real quick. I'm ready. You got it? <laughs> yep, go for it. <laughs> nice. He's okay for the moment. So yeah, you you catch up. You're you were huffing puff, huffing and puffing a little bit, but that was just because your stomach's so full of liquor and apparently bread. Oh no, I didn't need any of it. I'm just, no, you just didn't no, I just brought it for the little... I heard him, like, in the background as I was walking away, like, man, tell him to bring a sandwich! So I just grabbed the bread. <laughs> I just grabbed it and started 
Yeah, close enough. I like shove it into his chest here, you go, little rodent man. Yeah. Little rodent man. Alright, so you guys make it you with Hez's world success for the perception. Yeah, you make it to the place without any issue. I mean it would have been pretty hard to fail anyways. It's it was literally right on a straight shot from the landing pad to Jonger's I, I say again quote unquote trade palace because you see as you get closer it's it's not really that big. It's like we'll call it three thousand square foot building. Like this there's not much a quantum hut. <laughs> What's that? <Quonset> hut. <laughs> yeah. It does have like a gold trimmed sign in front of it that says trade emporium. Does that say Hez's gold? <laughs> I was trying to think. I was trying to impose a character in there. I don't have anything. I'm shoved, uh, I, I shoved the whole loaf of bread down the front of my of my <laughs> of my. Uh, he like reaches wall. in his pants. You hear like a ruffling, and he pulls out a piece of bread. Oh no! So it's down the it. front of my coveralls, like where my like down by my tummy, and I'm reaching in like to the neck hole and pulling a, a piece of bread out. It goes right into the mouth. I don't even have to like move anywhere. It goes straight from down right to the mouth. He Just looks like your fingertips <laughs> afterwards, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like sweet mm. bread. Delicious. Anyway, you see people coming in and out of this building too. It looks like it, it looks fairly busy. You're probably at the right place. Squad, form up real quick. Oh, 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 my squad. Oh, are we? Oh, squad. Yeah. Or lose the bottle. Has what? Put the bread away. <laughs> it is away. It's in. It's lit, just a crumbs everywhere. It is. It's away. Can I do a perception check quick? Sure. What do you What are you looking for? I am looking for just like a worker droid that's like carrying something. Just you like don't see any, any droids. There's like not even like a maybe like a worker person just like carrying like a heavy bundle of a something. Jan- a janitor in a car. But yeah, like a janitor janitor or something. Yeah. Sure. All right. Oh. So what exactly are you looking for? So I I want to chuck this bottle at somebody that has a trash can near them, but I want to miss the trash can. Oh my god. And just shatter the bottle on their forehead. Oh my god. That's what you want to happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Can I go in and ask Jonger for a different crew? I already had like a preset thing of what was gonna happen when you walked in and it's fitting it perfectly. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess you fucking just peg this random peasant in the fucking head and he falls <laughs> over. Awesome. And you just hear this, ah! Uh, you just hear me go, Bleh! sorry, dude. I, like, straighten my jacket, my, my shirt, and I'm, like, I, like, belch really loud again. I'm, like, all right, uh, let's do this. Wow. With your additional success, you you notice that nobody actually stops. Like, the one guy falls over and makes that weird whimper noise, but, like, nobody else, like, bats an eye. Except they, for Hedis. He's like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> everybody just seems like they're on a mission, and they are doing exactly that. Like, not stopping. Neat. Do not care what's going on around them. Why the hell awesome. are the cops? Jesus. He'll be all right. A little rodent man. I swear to God. I don't know if I like this. I'm going to tie his shoes together. No, I'm kidding. With with that, you guys, I'm assuming, go into the building, yes? Can I go go over and help that person out? You sure can. (laughs) 
as you go to lift him up, I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. Like he's just he's just a dude. He just says, Ah, ah What what was was that a bottle? I would like to while he's be talking to, to Captain pick his pockets. <laughs> and I think I, I think I deserve at least a boost because he's definitely just at least one. He oh, sure, and that bottle was half full, so he got caught. <laughs> he is surely <laughs> distracted, at least by the concussion, if All not right. by John. Can I counter that with perception? Oh, fuck. To try to rein these well, guys in a little bit? You'll be able to see me. I'm, I'm just going up behind him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just you not can try a leadership check after Zach rolls this. All right, go. Wait. Yep, Zach. Okay, go for it. Yeah, success. Yes, nice. The threat is John caught me. <laughs> there you go. He just smacks his little nose. <laughs> you, you get you get five credits, and yeah. the, no, the threat is is as you were pulling it out, you get the feeling that this is probably like this guy's like like monthly pay, like his life savings. <sighs> I just... let it go. <laughs> uh, can I roll a leader? I let it go. Like John. I'm like, oh, this is like real money, not even like creds. I don't want this. I feel bad. You like, find a note that says four months. I owe you rent. money. <laughs> for our child's medicine. It says, please don't lose. Signed your wife. <laughs> John, do your leadership role to corral these fucking hooligans in. Oh says. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that works. What, what's your rousing speech? Well, for starters, has there's time and place. <laughs> I put back. I'm not against your little burglary attempts, but not now. Orsh. Uh, yeah, sir. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Where is your honor and respect? Uh, Straighten up. Again, time and place. <laughs> Let's go. I elbow nab in the knee again. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys go in the building then all right everyone straightens up yeah due to that leadership role you actually look somewhat presentable i can't say presentable because one of you have a very nice vest on yeah <laughs> it's just old and dusty you're super proud of it i am he's like grabs it like it like by the by the collar yeah and he's just like, like kind of like got your hands right up in front of your chest holding yeah. it like that so you walk in and you see even more activity in the inside. Oh All shit, right. that looks Oh dope. shit, that looks awesome. <laughs> so you guys come into what this it again, it's not the biggest building ever. You wouldn't you would expect better for a, a hut. But then again, you're on the outside. Just just real quick, Adam. Yes. Is that hut roasting over an open <laughs> yeah, I, No, I stuck him there because the map I found actually has that as like a arcane symbol and that is not what that is that is now his mini throne <laughs> but yes nice. it's like he's roasting on a fire <laughs> so the little let's say you come in on the map right down here is the door and you see even more activity on the inside people running like just there's a huge bustle of commotion of people going back and forth it's like a bazaar, like a marketplace. Uh, not quite. More like a construction site, I would say. Mm, okay. But everything's built, but people are moving things, like setting, like, you can clearly see them being directed, like, you put that there, you put that there, by different people. 
But one guy stands out as being in charge, and it is the imposing-looking Chiss that has very distinguished clothes on. He's got clearly an officer, but even compared to the officers you've seen, like, his clothes look about two or three tiers higher than theirs. And everyone is, whenever he says something, everyone pays attention. Like, if he said, you there, like, everyone stops for a second. It's like, oh, not me. And then goes back to what they're doing. As you're walking in, you see him finishing giving directions to a person who hurriedly walks off in the direction that the Chiss pointed to. And then he looks up and sees you, the group of you four, and says, Oh, perfect. Lil Jongo has been waiting for you. And that is where we'll end this. I hope y'all enjoyed the, the first episode of our Stranger Skies Tween the Season arc. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Adam, I think you did a great job. If you guys want to check out what we got going on, you can go to salesday.rim.com where we've got a lot of our social media and stuff posted. We're on uh, Inst- Instagram, Twitter. We have a subreddit. All Twitch. Tellsdayrm.com or T-O-T-O-R-F-F-G. You can find that on the, uh, the website. You can also find a link to uh, Steph Makepeace of SoundCloud. She does the music for our show. And she has some really great stuff of her own. You should give her a check. All right, everybody. And with that, we will see you next time. May the force be with you. On Tales of the Outer Rim, Stranger Skies. No, that's not the intro. Uh...